This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. You're with Dan Roebuck and the editor of Football Espana, Rory Barlow. A weekend slate coming your way. Analysis, uh, uh, analysis of round of 32 of La Liga coming up. Rory, um, we've just completed a, a midweek round of games. Both Barcelona and Real Madrid losing for the first time this season on the same match week. Uh, the double... Uh, for wins for Girona and Rio paid around about plus 2,400. Well done if you find that, uh, found that. We, we certainly didn't. Um, did they deserve those wins first and foremost, Rory, do you think? I think Girona definitely did. They were very much the better side in the second half. They stifled Real Madrid pretty well. It was almost, I think they attacked well in the first half, but it was almost a Vinicius one-man show of him going at the Girona defence, there's about eight people in the box at various points, and uh, and they were very good on the break. They played out of pressure very well. So Girona definitely did, and Raya were much the better team against Boston, it has to be said. I think Lewandowski's late goal added a bit of a gloss to the scoreline, but Barcelona did not turn up. They did not look interested. Frankie de Jong gave away a very poor, sloppy second goal for Raya, and, uh, and yeah, Raya wanted it more. They played better, and totally deserved that victory. So uh, it, it was not a, a happy Chavi after the game. He was very much, um, this cannot happen. Uh, you can, sort of the message was you can get beaten by being outplayed, but you cannot be outfought, which they were on Wednesday. Might not be the worst strategy, uh, strategy to not necessarily oppose Real Madrid and Barcelona from here to the end of the season, but just be wary of of what's at stake, I guess, because they're always short price favourites. They're the two shortest price favourites on the weekend slate. We're, we're not going to tip them up this week. It might not be the worst strategy just to be, just to tread carefully around their fixtures, Rory. Yeah, particularly when there are so many fixtures and there's such a run of congestion. Carlo Ancelotti's been complaining about that several occasions in the last kind of two, three weeks, and he obviously has, not only does he have the Champions League tie against Manchester City coming up, but he also has the Copa del Rey final coming up just three days before that. So, yeah, both of them have two ties before that weekend. Spanish football, to be fair to them, have cleared the weekend, so it's just the Copa final on that Saturday night. But it does mean that these last two weeks, and so you've got, yeah, last weekend, this midweek round, the upcoming weekend, and uh, and this midweek round just after that, are really very much wall-to-wall games and and very intense for a lot of these players and a lot of these clubs. And 
as we've said, Real Madrid less so, um, but Barcelona certainly have a squad where if you take a few elements out of that starting lineup, then they really don't. They're not the same team. We have got five picks over the course of the weekend. Ten games, of course, streamed live on the Bet Rivers app. It is a Monday finish to the slate. We're going to kick off with games on Sunday. So, uh, betters um, in the states have got enough time to analyze these games and hopefully take our advice. Uh, Cadiz Valencia, we're going to kick off with here plus two fifteen. Cadiz Valencia plus one forty three. They are the favourites away from home. The draw plus two thirty. Over and under here. Over two and a half goals is plus 123. Under is minus 152. That's the joint shortest price for under two and a half goals this weekend. Incidentally, uh, when it comes to the La Liga fixtures, bear that in mind. It is 17th versus 16th, uh, Rory. Valencia with back-to-back wins for the first time this season, having won in midweek. But they did leave it late against Valladolid. Yeah, they did leave it very late. And it was an incredible goal, it has to be said. If you've not seen it, go check it out. It was... uh... I think he's 18, he might be 19, Javi Guerra, who uh, came on, not really much of a name at all. He's kind of just coming into the side and he takes the ball in the centre of the pitch, takes it onto what I believe is his wrong foot, beats a couple of men and then uh, whips it into the top corner. It really was kind of fairy tale stuff for, for Guerra. Uh, but yeah, Valencia did get that win. That's two wins on the bench, as you say, against Valladolid and Elche, two relegation rivals in that respect. And now they face a third in Cadiz and it's going to be a, a mon- monumental mammoth game. All of those kind of big adjectives and synonyms that I can find. But um, I do think there's a, an element of caution that has to be had with the Valencia side. Because as I say, Elche, it's Elche. It's, it's about getting your job done, doing your homework. It's not a game that you can afford to drop points in nowadays. And Valladolid's... To a certain extent, helped Valencia out in this game. I mean, the first goal, the equaliser, they conceded after six minutes to Kyle Larin. They get back into the game through an Almeida free kick, which is headed in. And Jordi Masip, who's the Valladolid keeper, thinks it's going wide, is shepherding it out, and it goes in off the post. Um, and I, my heart went out to him. It really was an error of monumental proportions. Shortly after that, Valladolid go back on the attack. They rip through the Valencia defence. And from point blank range, hit the bar. So, Valladolid, to be fair to them, they're playing very well. As we've said, they've been good in recent weeks. So, it's not to say that Valencia are necessarily a bad team for for um, only just scraping by them. But it was a result that I think was uh, born out of faith. It was born out of um, kind of desire. And we've spoken before about Valencia being home and away, a very different side. Gareth, I think, are possibly as good away from home as they are at home right now, just because of the way they play and the fact that they enjoy not having necessarily um, the onus on them to attack. But I do like them in this game. I think they shot themselves in the foot against Osasuna. Um, They conceded a a very good goal from distance from Ruben Garcia, but they were probably the better team in that game and, and will have felt very unjust that they didn't get anything out of it. So they've got a second home game in a row as we say, that those fixtures building up, they're piling up, and I think that helps them that they're not having to travel. Uh, so I've gone Cardiff to win or draw under 3.5 goals. You mentioned the unders there, and that's at minus 110. It's a result that I feel reasonably confident about, um, just because, as I say, I don't think this Valencia side are very good. I think if they do get home, it's because of their, their battling attitude and, and the, the sheer kind of... Um, force of will to stay up but in terms of actually the mechanisms the way they play I think Cardiff are a better work side right now 
So that is a selection. Interesting that uh, Valencia may well have won away in their last fixture on their travels, but had lost their previous seven, all under three and a half goals as well, incidentally. And 10 of 15 games played away from home in La Liga have resulted in defeats and all of them under three and a half. That is the pick when it comes to the Cadiz-Valencia game. That's Cadiz and the tight and under three and a half goals. Espanyol, incidentally, at the moment, Bet Rivers haven't got prices for the relegation battle, which, which is a bit of a shame because it is a real dogfight at the bottom. I, sus- at the bottom. I suspect that the traders are just taking stock of what's happening midweek. And we're recording Friday morning in Europe. Um, and obviously, there were games last night. So I suspect that those relegation futures prices will be up shortly. So just keep across the Bet Rivers app and the Bet Rivers site for that. Let's move on to Espanol and uh, Getafe. Uh, this is uh, 6.30 uh, local Sunday, 12.30 Eastern time in the States. Espanol plus 140 Getafe, uh, plus 245 the draw, plus 200 here. Over two and a half goals, very short at minus 195, incidentally. Uh, Espanyol beaten by Villarreal last night, as predicted by uh, Rory. And it has been profitable, Rory, to back against them over the last few months. They've uh, been beaten in seven of their last eight. Although, Hatafe, you would suggest not the most trustworthy. How do you see this one? No, absolutely not. And I should say that since uh, we made this pick, they have sacked their manager, tried to appoint another manager, been turned down by that manager. And it <laughs> looks as if their sporting director will be taking charge of the next two games. So uh, chaotic times at Hatafi, it has to be said. They're not exactly in their best moment either. Okay, Sanchez Flores, as we mentioned on the last show, was very annoyed at his uh, side and, and told them so after the game. After this match, they just lost against Alan Maria at home. Uh, David Soria, the goalkeeper, came out and was equally as as frustrated with his side. Said that we're playing to put food on the food on the table for our families, and for some of them, it's as if they don't care. So you can tell that there's kind of a wee bit of a rift. There's some not everyone is maybe pulling in the same direction, and um, but I do think that they were, if not great against Almeria, they were very unfortunate in some respects. I mean. Luis Suarez, who is not a clinical finisher at this stage in his career, pulled out a brilliant effort. I mean, he, he on the turn from just outside the box, thumps it into the top corner to open the scoring. Once you're behind in these relegation battles, it gets a little bit more difficult. And then they had Jene sent off somewhat harshly, it has to be said. It was a last-man challenge. It was given as, and to be fair, the Almeria striker was racing through, but there was a covering defender coming across. And yeah, down to 10 men, they they did manage to pull one back after they went 2-0 down. But but yeah, I thought that things did not fall for them particularly right. And if we're going to talk about a team that struggles even more than Hatafe to come back from or to fight back from things falling the wrong way, then it's Espanyol, who things did fall the right way for them in their last game against Villarreal. They took the lead um, pretty early on and then they got back into it. They were 2-1 down. And a really bad giveaway from Villarreal sent them through on goal. Hosselu finished. And then 2-2 with 15 minutes to go away from home. You think that this is something that could provide a springboard for them to to move on, to try and try and respond a bit and, and put a bit of fight into this relegation battle. But they concede twice in the final 15 minutes. And it's just really hard to see Espanyol staying up at this point. I have to say, if you do, if those odds do come out, if we do see um Espanyol sort of priced up, then then for me right now, we've not seen anything from Luis Garcia's side to suggest that they're going to come back and turn it around. So 
in summary of that, um, two bad teams, but I think Hatafi will have the fight um, and they are a better team right now still for me. I think that they have elements of their side which are still reliable and they still have good players in there. So I've, I've backed them to win or draw and under 3.5 goals, that's at minus one, two, four. Um, simply the biggest reason for this pick has to be Espanyol's form, which is just dreadful. And and frankly, it looks as if if, if David Soria is going to say that it seems as if some of the Hatafi players don't care, then it seems as if maybe a few more in Espanyol are losing the will. We have opposed Espanyol to good effect over the course of this season, and we're going to do so again in their home game against Getafe. Let's move on to Real Valladolid against uh, Atletico Madrid. Um, Atletia around about pl- uh, minus 143 there. Short price favourites have been a little price movement on that one, but check out the latest prices on the app. Uh, Valladolid at plus 420 here, the draw plus 310. Um, Atleti coming from behind to beat Mallorca in midweek. That was another winning selection from Rory, incidentally, playing in blue and white, uh, which I didn't realise. That was a one-off kit, wasn't it, Rory, for their 120th season? What's the story? Spot on, Dan. Yeah, the 120th season, they originally used to play in blue and white for the first eight years of their existence, I want to say. Um, and that was because of the Basque students that, which founded them, gave them the same colours as uh, as Athletic Club used to play in. And so they mimicked each other for a few years and then uh, eventually Atleti went in their own ways, but obviously still playing the same colours. Um, Rodrigo de Paul got the ball rolling when it came to the comeback. Did you catch up with him recently? Have I got that right? Yes, no, I interviewed him. Uh, it was part of kind of a La Liga event uh, last week, just before the Barcelona game. And uh, yeah, he, he's an interesting character. He's, I feel like he gets spoken about a lot and there's a reason for that. And it's because there is a, a gravitas and a little bit of a, an edge to him that perhaps other players don't quite have. He's, you get the impression that he's a little more rough around the edges in the right ways, um, if sometimes in the wrong ways too. And um, and yeah, he, he's an entertaining character. He, he's a good speaker and he's considered, more considered than perhaps he comes across on the pitch. Um, and so, so yeah, he was good to speak to. He was telling me a lot about kind of Antoine Griezmann was a line of questioning that a lot of us went down and saying how he's very much the commander of the attack. He's the one that has the freedom to move where and how he pleases. And Simeone gives him that freedom compared to the rest of Atleti, which is very much a structure and an organisation. And you saw Griezmann come up with the assist for Rodrigo de Paul's opener in that Mallorca game. Indeed. And two players banging form. And Atleti, despite their defeat against Barcelona, they are on a good run here. And although Valladolid are not safe from the drop, um, that was their first defeat, wasn't it, under Petzalano against Valencia last time out? But but we still think that Atleti are going to be too strong away from home here, Rory. Yeah, as much as Petzalano's form has been very good, as you say, and I think Valladolid have uh, really picked up under him. The teams that they've beaten in that time are not of the same level of Atleti. They've all been kind of bottom half teams and important relegation scraps. But quite simply put, there's a level that Atleti are playing at, which is just much higher. And you saw that against Mallorca because they were a little bit sloppy in that first half. They conceded first. They missed a couple of good chances. They weren't necessarily quite as on it as you would have liked, but they just have the quality and the structure to to beat most teams in La Liga right now. So I'm backing them outright to win. I, I forget, sorry, what the movement you'd said was, but it was minus one for three when I picked it. Atleti outright, and uh, I can't see a way past them here. 
Yeah, it might be a little bit shorter now, but not too much, to be honest. But we've put it up at what minus 143. Always worth checking out the prices because there's plenty of fluctuation over the course of the week running up to the game itself. And even when teams are announced, just a quick word on Carl Lahren for Valdelid. Just saw a stat from our friends at Opta saying that he's got six goals since joining since January joint. Most of any winter signing in the top five European leagues. He came from Turkish football via um, MLS career. He's a, a Canadian striker. Seems to be doing well at the moment. He's plus 800 to score first, plus 285 to score at any time. He's catching the eye, isn't he, Roy? Yeah, he's a good finisher. I, I like him a lot. He He's very sort of determined and he, he gets it. He takes risks where other strikers perhaps that aren't as confident don't. He gets in at that back post. He makes that run. Um, he he puts his body in on the line to try and get that goal, and so I like him a lot. He's he's very entertaining. He, he kind of goes in behind a lot as well, which I think for a team like Valladolid, if you've got someone that's big, strong, and quick, and teams are going to attack you. Teams are going to come on to you quite a lot. Then that's a real benefit for them, and it, it's proven so. And uh, he is very much one of the reasons that they are out of the relegation zone as they are now. Yeah, former MLS strikers going well in Spain. We'll reference Tati Castellanos shortly. We have done on a number of occasions this season. He is part of our final preview ahead of Sevilla Girona's game. Uh, Mallorca Athletic Club, we're going to talk about next. Athletic are the favourites here, plus 128 away from home at Mallorca, plus 265. Two teams that were on good runs, but they were halted in midweek. Athletic Club losing to Sevilla Mallorca, more predictably, going down at Atleti. Which way are we going here with this one, Rory? Athletic to draw plus over 1.5 goals I've gone here. That's minus 103 that comes back at. Athletic, pretty unlucky to lose to Sevilla, who we'll come come on to later. But yeah, they conceded a 93rd, or I think it was 89th minute the penalty was conceded in, and it was converted in stoppage time. But it was one of those challenges where Nico Martinez slips, he gets the ball on his challenge on Ocampos, but Ocampos is still caught by kind of the follow-through. I think it's an interesting part of football's laws now, the follow-through, because if you make a challenge to a certain extent, you're always going to make contact with somebody on the follow-through. Does that still count as a foul if you've made the tackle originally? I think it all depends if it's reckless or not, doesn't it? And it's one of those subjectives that you can always argue either way. Well, not always, but sometimes. Yeah, I I think depending on which colours you were wearing, you were probably convinced of whether that was a penalty or not. But uh, yes, I thought they were a bit unfortunate to lose that game on the whole. Two hardworking sides here, two sides that struggle for goals more than they do to defend. I think Athletic are set up to deal with the counter pretty well here in the terms that Mallorca rely on Morici um, and Kanchin Lee, as we've spoken about. Morici, his big advantage, his big... Um, sort of useful attribute is his strength and his ability to to win aerial balls and while I do think that he probably has enough to battle against the athletic centre halves who will be Inigo Martinez or and Danny Vivian or Yerai one or two of the three athletic true to kind of form true to their identity have big strong kind of strapping lads at the back and they don't mess about too much and you saw that against Sevilla Yusuf Nasiri is similarly quick strong and big and and that's kind of his main attribute, main attributes as a striker. But um, Athletic dealt with that pretty well on the whole, it has to be said. And so, yeah, I think they'll deal with the Mallorca threat reasonably well. I think the Athletic against sides below them in the table, um, if they can find the goals, have generally been quite good. That's why I've gone Athletic to win or draw here, just because I feel like there's a there's a good chance. But 
that um, they necessarily don't quite go over the line. But I do feel that Mallorca side that are safe and mid-table, Atletica side that are going for Europe, there's a chance of goals here. So I like over 1.5 goals. I like Athletic not to lose this game more than to to win it, I think. Um, and and yeah, I think the confidence is slowly ebbing back to Athletic Club a wee bit despite that severe defeat. That's Mallorca against the Athletic Club. That's a Monday game, incidentally, 7pm local, 1pm Eastern. And our final preview is also Monday night, 9pm local, 3pm Eastern time. It's Sevilla against Girona. Sevilla, minus 107, short price favourites. Girona, plus 300 here. The draw, plus 265, over and under, over two and a half goals, minus 108. Under is minus 115. Rory, you mentioned... Uh, ahead of the midweek round of games, that whatever Sevilla seem to do at the moment, it's working out for them. Is Jose uh, Mendelibar a, a good coach or is, is he just a lucky one? Seven games unbeaten since taking over. It's a bit of both, it has to be said. I mean, he's done things well. He's changed things for the better at Sevilla. He's got the confidence of the players. And part of that sort of uh, new confidence that he's installed has been this kind of uh, well, Sevilla's motto, it's uh, kind of, yeah, his motto is uh, Sevilla nunca se rinde, Sevilla never gives up. And so he's kind of very much instilled that back into the side. And it's they seem to have this faith that regardless of what's going on in the game, as most sort of um, pertinently exemplified against Manchester United, they will find a way. And that's what they've been doing. And like you say, everything seems to be coming off for them. That was a headline of the kind of uh, the match report in one of the papers this morning said Mendilibar, everything comes off for him. And that was the case against Athletic. I think it was a tight game. It was a game which two teams kind of battled back and forth. Neither of them can claim to have created a lot of clear chances, but Sevilla find a way when it seems impossible right now. I look at their home form. You go back to a defeat against Osasuna on the 26th of February. Since then, wins against Villarreal, United, a draw against Celta. Um, and they've been very consistent at home. Girona, away from home, they did get that draw against Barcelona, and they were good in it, but they've also lost to Vidalit and Hatafe. They drew against Rayo Vallecano, uh, lost to Cardiff as well. So it's a side that doesn't travel too well. I thought perhaps in February, again, going back to February here, when they beat Athletic Club away from home, that they had perhaps turned a corner away from home, but they don't seem to be able to take that home form with them. Um, generally we like goals so if you want to kind of boost the prices here go for go for goals here but Sevilla at minus 120 I just don't think you can back against them at home right now because they're so so um, difficult to beat and just yeah everything everything's going right for them well as I mentioned they've got a little bit uh, bigger minus 107 minus 120 when Rory was doing his research uh, yesterday, but they've just drifted out a little bit here. I think maybe a lot of punters, a lot betters are looking at Girona off the back of that Real Madrid uh, success and thinking I should be with them somehow. We've talked about Tati Castellanos quite a lot over the course of the year, really, but four goals. I mean, that was some performance, wasn't it? Really, first time um, for a long, long time, the 40s since someone scored four against Real Madrid in La Liga, at least. He's not the favourite to get the first goal, incidentally, in this game from a Girona point of view. Christian Stuani, who's like the leader of the team, isn't he? He's the favourite. He's plus 5.25 to score the first. But, um, yeah, there will be many looking at Tati Castellanos. I'm still not 100% sure how good he is, uh, but scoring four will certainly make some headlines in Spain, won't it, Rory? 
Absolutely, yeah. He was all over the papers the next day and it was an impressive performance, it has to be said. I, <laughs> well, a few Madrid fans got irritated with me on Twitter because I uh, pointed out that Militao was saying eight days before the game that he was uh, on his way to being the best defender in the world. He said, I'm working towards it and I'm on the right path. And my word, Castellanos gave him the run around. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen Militao defend so badly. It, it was really quite something, especially there's one long ball for the second goal where Militao just gets himself in the wrong place. Then he catches up with him, but doesn't get the challenge in before Castellanos finishes. And I I would be surprised if he gets the same kind of freedom as he does, as he had against Real Madrid. But you have to say, yeah, four, four goals out of six shots, it really wasn't too bad from Castellanos. If he can continue that form, it would transform Girona into a different side. But um, I'm going to stick to form over the season rather than on Tuesday night for this one. Sevilla to win. And just on Sevilla, um, they could end up finishing, I don't know, 7th, 8th, maybe. If they win, they could be in the top half of the table, depending on other results for the first time this season. They've got a Europa League semi-final coming up against the Juventus side that are the favourites to win that tie. Uh, Sevilla plus 375 to win the Europa League. They're the outsiders, but it's their competition. I mean, having had all the trouble this season... Sevilla could end up finishing in a fairly respectable league position and maybe back in the Champions League off the back of another Europa League when you can put it past them, Ron. Yeah, it is really remarkable. The, the fact they've got seven games left and they, I think it's what, six points gap to seventh, which is probably going to be European football, either if Osasuna make it or, or if Real Madrid win the Copa del Rey final and it, it it's just incredible. I've got a friend called Javi who's a who's a big Real Betis fan and he is at pains with Sevilla because <laughs> he says even when things are going terribly for them, <laughs> yeah, he's somehow yeah. find a way back into Europe. And he, he's recalling a season where they finished ninth and they were dreadful, but they still managed to win the Europa League somehow and um, made their way through it and got back into the Champions League the next season. And uh and yeah, Betis had finished fifth that season. It, it was meant to be their season. And then Sevilla took all their glory away. And Betis could well make the Champions League. They probably won't, I don't think, at the minute. But uh, Betis are likely to finish above them again this season. And Sevilla are likely to steal their glory still. So, um, so yeah, whether they win the Europa League, I don't know. I think Juventus are still narrow favourites for me. But I'd say it's very, very silly to bet against them at this stage. Seems to be the case, doesn't it? Let's just wrap up with the picks. We like Sevilla to win. They're around about minus 107, looking at the prices at the moment. Rory quoted minus 120, so you're getting a little bit more value there. I think that's better the weekend, incidentally. Um, Athletic club, all the draw, plus over one and a half goals in the Mallorca Athletic game. That Those two games on Monday, that's minus around about 103. Athleti to beat Valladolid is uh, minus 143. Uh, at the minute, that's on Sunday. Also on Sunday, we've got Getafe or draw and under three and a half goals in their trip to Espanyol and Cadiz against Valencia. We like Cadiz or the tie and under three and a half goals at around about minus 110. Just one thing to finish off, uh, Rory, because I know you're in Pamplona at uh, at the moment and you're going to be at the, uh, the Osasuna game uh, tonight. You've been on a bit of a press junket. Obviously, the Copa del Rey final next weekend as they take on Real Madrid. Is there a sense of just happy to be here, not expecting too much of it? Or is there determination to make sure 
that they play the best that they can and, and test Real Madrid. Obviously, Real Madrid are a short price favourites to win um, the Copa del Rey. But what, what's your sense being in the town recently? I think there is very much a sense of they are happy to be there and I don't think that they want to... I think there's very much a, a typical kind of pessimism that comes with teams that aren't necessarily the biggest teams and you say... You don't want to say that it's possible because you don't want to kind of jinx it. And I think that they're confident in their ability to give Real Madrid a game. You see where that game goes, make the game longer. As I was speaking to their sporting director, Braulio, he was saying, yeah, if we make it a long game, the grass is a bit bit poor at uh, La Cartuja, it has to be said. Um, and, and we never know what happens if we get to extra time, maybe we get to penalties, that kind of thing. So I think that there's a confidence that they'll give Real Madrid a game wherever they can win it. I think they're very keen to emphasise that this is a dream. It's brilliant to be there and they have to value just being there. And if they win it well, then that's a kind of prize on top of it. As it stands, they're plus 750 to win in the 90. Real Madrid are plus, sorry, plus minus 295 to win in the 90. And the tie of the draw plus 390. That was sent into extra time, of course. We're not actually scheduled to do a Copa del Rey um podcast uh, because this this is um la liga uh betting weekly uh but if anybody wants it then let us know and uh we will press nigel and the powers that be at bet rivers to release more funds for us to do a podcast for you that's the only thing i can say about that because we're contracted to talk about the league not the cup at the moment but we'll see how that works out rory enjoy your time uh what's left of it in uh, pamplona and we are going to be back of course for a midweek round um, because the cup final has been uh, is next weekend, so we've got games coming on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We will reconvene um, early next week and uh, make sure that we've got all the selections uh, for you for those midweek fixtures. That is your lot from us, and of course, stay across everything from the Bet Rivers team via at Because We Win. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.